Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Is it a bourbon, and what do I think of the flavor profile? What's up, guys? My name is Chris, and for those of you who are new here, you are listening to the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. And today, I'm going to be reviewing a listener request, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. I think this was actually requested a fair bit ago. I think it's been a little while, Um, but I finally got to it, so I am excited to do a review of it. I've tried it a few times since purchasing it before um, actually doing the episode, so I was able to gather some feelings, some thoughts on it with a couple different palate conditions, and I'm really excited to talk about it because I was pleasantly surprised by this whiskey, and it also, I mean, it's a little bit unique, so we can, let's jump right into why it's a little bit unique. So Woodford Reserve Double Oaked is a bourbon that they take out of the initial bourbon barrel and they put it into another bourbon barrel. And I should clarify, when I say they put it into another bourbon barrel, I mean they put it into another brand new white oak barrel. So not a bourbon barrel, meaning it used to have bourbon in it. Um, I misspoke there. But they take it out of a brand new charred oak container, and they put it into another brand new charred oak container, which is important. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. And it adds all these different flavors to it that we're going to talk about. and makes it pretty unique from other things that I've had. Uh, I'm, I was a pretty big fan of it the first couple times I had it, but of course I am going to be drinking it again on the show today and giving a little bit closer of an impression of it. Um, I also want to just talk about Woodford Reserve in general. So I haven't had normal Woodford Reserve on the show before, but Woodford is actually owned by a company called Brown Foreman. And so for those of you who are not familiar with that company, they also own a couple brands that you may or may not have heard of, one of them being Old Forester, another being Cooper's Craft, and then of course, Jack Daniels. So all of those different brands are actually owned by the same parent company, which is um, Brown Foreman. And, of course, they make Woodford Reserve and this Woodford Double Oaked that we are going to be drinking today. Normal Woodford Reserve, I should probably start by saying, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's, I want to say, like $34 or something. It's not overly expensive, and it's pretty tasty, pretty smooth for that price point. Uh, Woodford Double Oak certainly did not disappoint in its price point, which in Ohio, I believe, is about $55. So I'm going to get started with taking a quick nose of this, talking a little bit about the flavors that I'm smelling, and then we're also going to talk about, is it a bourbon? So right off the bat, on the nose, as you might suspect, the spicy, vanilla, charred barrel, slightly fruity notes that you expect from a bourbon, they are turned up a notch because you're getting double those woody notes. So there's a little bit extra of this charred woodiness, and there's for sure extra of this spicy vanilla type scent to it. There is also a definite sort of like tannin type flavor in there. Um, It's got a little bit of this alcohol burn to it, but overall it just has such strong bourbony notes to it. And I want to talk about if it is a bourbon. Somebody actually asked me this on either Instagram or TikTok the other day, and it really made me think because I, I had done a TikTok or a reel about um, finished bourbons and why it's important to distinguish a finished bourbon from a normal bourbon. And Woodford Reserve is a bourbon that is finished in a second barrel, but It's interesting to think about if that's still a bourbon or not. So finished bourbons, what I consider to be a finished bourbon, is a bourbon that is then finished in a barrel that defies the rules of being a bourbon. So some bourbons, like the Legion that we just had on the show not too long ago, are finished in a second barrel, but that second barrel 
disqualifies it as a bourbon because it had something else in it. Uh, for Legion, I believe it was sherry and then also red wine casks. And so those casks previously had something else in it. That violates the bourbon rule that it needs to be brand new charred oak containers. Uh, whereas Woodford double oaked doesn't necessarily violate that rule. So it kind of lands in this weird area um, where it is being transferred from one new charred oak container to another new charred oak container. Now, I haven't necessarily done extensive research on this, but in looking around online and rereading past notes that I had from past episodes about what qualifies a bourbon to be a bourbon, I can't think of a reason why this is not a bourbon because it hasn't been aged in anything that it's not allowed to be aged in. So it's not, I don't necessarily consider it a finished bourbon because it, it wasn't like it was finished in something that makes it not just a bourbon. Now, I guess it almost could be called a finished bourbon and a bourbon at the same time. Whereas usually if I call something a finished bourbon, that's because I don't want it to be called a bourbon. But you could say, well, this was finished. This was finished in a second new oak barrel. So you could almost call it a finished bourbon. But I think you were also allowed to call it a bourbon full stop. It's a really weird subject. Um, but the way that I actually thought about this is I thought to myself, well, if you were aging a bourbon in your warehouse and something happened, um, let's say something fell over and hit one of your barrels and it springs a leak and it's leaking everywhere, and you say, oh crap, get a new barrel and dump this bourbon into that one and then seal that barrel up. I don't think that's making it not a bourbon anymore. It's it's As long as it's going into another new barrel, I can't think of a reason that it's not a bourbon. So in my opinion, it still has the spirit of being spirit it's a nice pun that was totally accidental uh, it still has the spirit of being just a bourbon because it's not violating any bourbon rules and i had somebody ask me actually on one of my videos um so if you were to fat wash a bourbon would it make it no longer a bourbon and i answered yes i would consider it no longer a bourbon because you are adding a type of flavoring into the bourbon when you fat wash it so that's kind of the same reason why I would consider it if it's finished in a different container. Those different containers are going to add flavors, and maybe you're not adding an actual flavoring, an actual like concentrate, but you are aging it in a vessel that is forbidden for bourbons. You're not allowed to age bourbons in a vessel that's not a brand new charred oak barrel. And so I think you know, Legion, Angel's Envy, those categories, those are finished bourbons. Those cannot be called bourbons. But I think Woodford Double Oaked probably can, or at least in my opinion it can. But I'm interested to see what you guys think. So for those of you who have been following along on my little finished bourbon rants, let me know what you guys think and if you disagree with me. But let's get to the review without further ado because uh, this was once again a listener request and I'm pretty excited to talk about it. I, I like Woodford Reserve. I like normal Woodford Reserve and uh, I also have had their wheat whiskey once I believe and I think I enjoyed it if I recall correctly. And I'm excited to get into this double oaked because so far I've had a pretty good impression of it. You know, as I'm tasting this, I just want to add another reason why I think this should still be considered a bourbon is because aging it in that second barrel doesn't give it notes that a typical bourbon would not have. It actually, to me, makes it taste like an even more bourbony bourbon, like the the bourboniest flavored bourbon that you've had. Um, and so I almost think it overqualifies it as a bourbon. So I still think that we should call it a bourbon, but I'm getting these really strong 
oaky woody notes with a little bit of spice, a little bit of vanilla that you expect from bourbon. Um, and it also has this like fruitiness to it. I should add the the liquid in the bottle is extraordinarily dark. Um, I mean, it's very dark and you're not allowed to add coloring to bourbon. So that's just the color from the barrels. It's very dark. Um, and it just has, it has this depth of flavor that you would expect um, from a darker looking bourbon. It's got this almost molasses-y, um, still got that like vanilla-ish, caramel-ish flavor, but like it's almost darker like molasses uh, and definitely some fruitiness. I would say more of the other bourbony notes, like the sweetness and the, the oakiness, but there is still fruitiness in there. So I will admit, I glanced down at my show notes while I was doing that last tasting, and I saw the notes that Woodford Reserve says you should get. I just saw one that really, I was like, I am tasting this. It was apple. And I think that it, maybe it was just a placebo effect from reading it, but I did get this strong apple flavor. It gave me like these, it gives like almost a fall vibe, and maybe it's because we're in fall, but it almost gives me a fall vibe because the flavors are not these light, fruity flavors that you get from from some bourbons. These are like these dark, spicy, but not, not overly spicy, not like rye spicy, but like these hints of the spiciness that you get along with these deeply sweet bourbon notes. Uh, that apple is definitely there. It gave me like these cinnamon apple type vibes. And I will say, if there, if I have any complaint about this, which I've mentioned, I really enjoyed it. But if I do have any complaint about it, it would probably be that it's a little bit strong for the alcohol for me. This is only 90.4 proof, so pretty weak in terms of, you know, when, when comparing to like barrel proof stuff. And it does just give me a bit of burn. I think it comes from this slight spiciness combined with a bit of alcohol burn and almost gets exaggerated by the sort of bitter tannin flavor that you get from the extra oakiness. But I'm not complaining about it too much because I like the extra oakiness that it brings with it, the extra sweet barrel flavors that you're getting from uh, that. It's accompanied by that little bit of like tannin, that little bit of um, bitterness, but I think it's worth it. However you want to put it, the nose and the palate of this is just overall enjoyable. Um, I think the the deeper molasses flavor that I was talking about, I, I took another sniff of it, I took another sip of it, and it's reminding me of brown sugar. It's not quite molasses, uh, it's not quite caramel, but to me it's like brown sugar. Uh, and it's given me very strong brown sugar vibes, especially smelling it. Um, on the palate, I'd say I'm getting more of the fruitiness and less of the sugariness, definitely more of the alcohol and a little bit of the bitterness. And then on the finish, I would say a little bit dry. I haven't paid too much attention to the finish yet, though, so on this next sip, I will pay closer attention to it. Um, but overall an enjoyable experience a great nose i mean a, a great nose on this whiskey because it's got such strong bourbony flavors i know i've already said that but the nose it really pops and you really don't have to hunt out any flavors i'm sure some of you have had a whiskey before where you go to nose it and you get a little bit of alcohol and you have to really jam your nose in there to get 
other flavors. You have to really focus to try to get uh, notes out of the nose. This is not one of those whiskeys. This whiskey, you put your nose up to the glass, and it's like, I can smell this immediately. Uh, so, so far, I'm a pretty big fan. I'm going to try it one more time. Like I said, I'm going to focus a little bit more on the on the finish here and um, talk about overall the notes that I'm getting, try to give a, a pretty concise three-part summary here, and then we'll talk about the notes that Woodford says you should get. Yeah, so on the finish, it definitely dries your tongue out. There's no denying that. I'll run through all three parts here real quick, and, and then I'll elaborate a bit more on the finish when I get to there. So on the nose, um, I think it has one of the most enjoyable noses out of a bourbon that I've had. I mean, it is so... I, I've said it so many times, but it's so bourbony. It's so brown sugar, strong, like you walk into a bakery, almost like a, like a fresh pastry, like how a pastry has a little bit of a fruitiness, like let's say an apple turnover or something. It's got like a little bit of fruitiness. Um, or I'm trying to think of, uh, Danish. That's the word I was trying to think of. Uh, like a, like a Danish that has a little bit of fruit jelly or something on it. It's like that little bit with the strong bakery, sweet icing, vanilla, brown sugar, um, with that little bit of fruitiness uh, versus on the palate, it's less of a Danish and more of like an apple pie where you're getting more of the fruitiness. The The sweetener takes a little bit of a back seat, and I think that's a little bit due to the strong oakiness of it that it almost starts to cover up that sweetness for me. But definitely there's still brown sugar there. Uh, there's still nice sweet flavors that you'd expect from like a bakery type sweet. Um, and then a little bit of that cinnamon spice that you'd expect from that oak. But I like that they seem to interact a little bit. I probably haven't paid enough attention to the palate, to be honest with you, to say if it like sort of transitions. But I will say that it, it gets hotter the more it stays on your tongue. And that brings us into the finish, which is what I'm going to talk about next. Because the finish is definitely a little bit dry. It's got to be my biggest gripe with this whiskey. Is it, it, The thing is, I say it's my biggest gripe, but it's also to be expected. Because anything that's that oaky, it's got that much sort of tannic flavor to it, you're going to anticipate that it's going to have a dryness to it. And it does. But this really dries out your tongue. It really lingers in terms of your tongue still feels dry after you've already swallowed it, after you're sitting with nothing in your mouth for a couple seconds. It's still drying out your tongue a little bit, but it's hard to, it's a bargain because you're also, it's a trade-off because you're also getting these very strong flavors. Uh, and you really get to see what the barrel does to the whiskey pretty clearly in this because you get two barrels. You're getting a twice-barreled whiskey. Um, and it even says on their website here, a little bit of extra information, that the second barrel is very heavily toasted, uh, toast not being to the level of being charred yet, and then it is lightly charred. So it's got to be charred in order to be a bourbon. And they do char it, but they start with like a heavy toast, and then they char it in order to um, continue to be able to call it a bourbon, to have it in a, a charred oak vessel. Um, and that that oakiness that you get from it, that extra barrel sweetness with a little bit of extra barrel punch really shows through. Uh, now, I'm going to go through the tasting notes that they say you should get, as I always do. And something that I sometimes forget to say that I just want to throw in here is, don't ever take the tasting notes that they say you should get, that I say I'm getting, that anybody says as being 100% concrete. 
um, because especially what the distiller says, because a lot of times they're going to dress it up a little bit. They're going to make it sound a little bit better than it is. Um, but I had some people comment before about that. And I just want to be clear. Sometimes I forget to mention this, that I tell you these notes so that you get to hear my opinion prior to reading these notes and then my opinion on the notes that they give so that you're getting kind of two perspectives of it. Because I find a lot of times that there are these core flavors in a whiskey that we that are actually there, and then we all kind of look at them a little different, interpret them a little bit different. So with that being said, let's go into the notes that Woodford Reserve says you should get. Okay, so on the nose, they say rich notes of dark fruit, caramel, sharp honey, chocolate, marzipan, and toasted oak. Now, I find it interesting they lead with the dark fruit because I actually don't get as much of the dark fruit. I would get what I, I get more of what I am calling the brown sugar. It's probably what they're calling the caramel or the honey. Um, and then I also get the chocolate that they mentioned. Chocolate is one that I always, when I read it, I'm like, oh, you got me. That I should have said that. Definitely a little bit of that that chocolatiness, especially mixed with the tannic flavors. It's like a bitter chocolate almost, almost like a dark chocolate. Um, there's definitely a little bit of that, but I would actually lead with that more so on the palate, which is going to be funny here when I read you the palate because they flip flopped with what I did. I said, uh, stronger fruit on the palate, uh, less fruit on the nose. And they flip flopped. They said stronger that they lead with fruit when they're describing the nose and then they finish with fruit when they're describing the palate. So for the palate, they say a full bodied mix of vanilla, dark caramel, hazelnut, apple, fruit, and spices. So this is kind of what I mean about them dressing things up because notice they say apple and fruits like they're they're indicating there's apple and then there's this other fruitiness in there. If you're getting an apple flavor, then other fruitiness is getting a little specific for me. That's just my personal opinion. But I agree with the apple. Like I said, I accidentally read it earlier when I was doing the actual tasting and I agree with it for sure. Strong vanilla-ness, um, strong vanilla-ness, did I just make up that word? Strong vanilla, um, strong spices. You're getting that spiciness of the barrel as if you put a little bit of black pepper on your tongue. That's definitely there. Um, and then they say hazelnut, which I didn't catch. Maybe I'll keep an eye out for it. And they say dark caramel. I don't know necessarily what they mean by dark caramel. Maybe I don't know enough about caramel to be an expert on it. But um, brown sugar for me is, I, I would agree with that if that's, the type of flavor that they're getting at. And then of course the vanilla, it goes with the spiciness. You get that from the oaky barrel. Absolutely. And then moving into the finish, they say long and creamy with lingering hints of honeyed apple. I like that descriptor of the honeyed apple because I'd have to say if I, if I was going to summarize what I'm tasting here into like one statement for me to be like kind of like apple pie. And I think honeyed apple kind of captures that. Um, so I agree with that. It's definitely a pretty long finish. I think creamy is a little misleading. It almost makes you think oily or makes you think smooth. It's, it's got a burn to it. Um, but that burn is the price that we pay for the body that the whiskey has. So overall, I, I mostly agree with their notes. I took another sip too and, and thought about the hazelnut. I don't think I see that one very much. Could just be my palate condition, whatever. Um, I just I can't say that I see the hazelnut too much, but I'm definitely getting apple pie from this. Um, and I would throw in there with the apple pie, something they don't mention is kind of the crust of the apple pie. I kind of mentioned a pastry or like a Danish earlier. It does have that slight baked good to it, um, which I think is kind of a mixture of like the vanilla, the sugariness, and then the oakiness almost gives off 
pie crust vibes. I don't know if that made any sense, but to me it does. Uh, and it, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. So I think their notes are pretty good. Um, and all honesty, I, I really enjoyed this. I did say in the beginning, I enjoy this whiskey. Um, I'm glad that I bought it for this episode. I was thinking about maybe talking about some other stuff while doing the review in this episode. And after I tried it a couple times, I was like, I think I want to dedicate the episode fully to this. It's a little bit more expensive of a bourbon. You're spending a little bit more of your money on it. And I would like to really break it down a little bit and, and dive into it a little bit deeper because I really enjoy doing that sometimes. And this is a whiskey with, with enough body that I think it merits doing that. So I will be wrapping up my thoughts here. And I want to say for $55, I think this is a very well-priced bourbon, if not a little bit better tasting to me than it is priced. And I usually, I'm trying to be careful about saying that because I say that sometimes about, um, I, I guess I try to be careful whenever I say that is what I should say. And I do, I think it is priced pretty well. It, if it had, if they just could take care of the dryness of the finish, they would almost have a, a, more, a much more expensive bourbon here because of the body. I mean, it truly punches you with flavor. It does not hold anything back. You do not have to hunt out the notes in any way, shape, or form. Or I guess the flip side of that coin is if you can't keep it from being dry, you can't keep it from burning as much as it does, maybe amp up the proof a little bit so that I feel like I'm at least... I understand why it burns so much. I guess it's not like it burns horrendously. It's not like it's going to burn like something barrel proof. It's just that it's only 90.4 proof. So I'm like, man, this seems to burn a lot for something that's that low proof. But it's got this spiciness to it. It's got this full body. It's got this woodiness to it. So the the burn is not hated. It's not too aggressive. It's not anything that you're like, oh man, I feel like I got ripped off because this whiskey burns so bad. It's not by any means the same as like the burn that an inexpensive whiskey has. It's just that it's bringing so much flavor all at once that the the burn is almost almost okay. Maybe I'm just defending it because I really enjoy it, but the palate now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you're hearing me talk about bakery stuff. You're hearing me talk about apple pastries. If you've been listening long enough, you already know that this is in my wheelhouse. This is, I love bakery sweetness. I love caramel. I love brown sugar. Um, and so this is the type of thing that I really dig. And I also like when you get a strong woodiness from a bourbon because sometimes you, if you drink enough bourbon, you almost just get used to the woodiness. You get used to the oakiness of the barrel. And this whiskey really puts it back on a spotlight, back on a pedestal, back on, oh, we're really tasting that this was in two barrels. So can you call it a bourbon? I don't know. I think I do. I think I call it a bourbon, whatever, um, because it's not aged in anything that is quote unquote illegal for bourbons. It's not aged in anything you can't age a bourbon in. So I think it's a bourbon. So if you were the person who asked that question on Instagram or TikTok, uh, hopefully that was a satisfactory answer for you. But overall impression of it. I like it. I like that you don't have to hunt out the flavors at all. I like that it punches you. Um, this would be a great one for like a cigar if you want your bourbon to stand up for the cigar and maybe even overpower the cigar. Um, if you want the bourbon to be the spotlight, then this with a lighter cigar. I like that it would hold up. I like that I would feel it. And I think it might just also happen to be the perfect time of year for me to be drinking this because it's giving me serious spooky season vibes. You know, I mentioned apple pies. Uh, and so it just, it really gives off that type of a vibe. Like you drink this around like a campfire or something. 
Overall, I'm impressed with it. It is definitely one that I will continue to probably recommend, especially to the people who like bourbon. They like the punch that bourbon has. You've heard Justin on the podcast a bunch of times. He's the type of guy who's probably going to like this. Might be a little bit low proof for him, but I it still has so much flavor punch at that proof and a little bit of kick to it, a little bit of burn. So if you're into that sort of a thing, I think this one's going to be for you. Uh, if you're into the lighter, summerier type fruit bourbons, then I don't know that you're going to really enjoy this. But overall, I think it's worth buying. I think it's worth the $55 that they're asking for, at least in Ohio. Uh, and I will continue to try it and continue to try to learn more about it as I am trying it. Uh, so far, Woodford Reserve is like two for two for me. Um, I, I barely remember trying the weeded one, but maybe it's, it's three for three. But at least two for two with just normal Woodford and then Woodford double oaked. Um, I'm not disappointed. I don't know that normal Woodford, I should maybe throw this in there. I don't know that normal Woodford is, um, you know, outlandishly great for the money, but I think it's decent in its price range. So that is probably all that I have to say slash can say about Woodford double oak. So hopefully you enjoyed this review. This has been a pretty deep dive into this. Cause like I said, when I tried it, I was like, there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot of woodiness going on and a lot of flavor. So full bodied, this is going to punch you with flavor. Hopefully if you're on the email list and you bought it, you enjoyed the review uh, and you enjoyed the whiskey because I really think for those of you who like that characteristic bourbon type taste, especially with those bakery sweet notes I mentioned, you are going to like this. But that's all that I've got for this review. I can't just ramble on about how much I like it all day long. So I'm going to wrap up this episode, but thank you guys all for listening. And I will leave you with, as always, learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review to help grow the show and get the word out. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs and on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. If you want to drink right along with me, make sure to join the email list by sending an email to whiskey noobs podcast at gmail.com with a subject line saying email list. You will receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time and drink right along with the show. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.